You are listening to a conservative review production. Trust, but verify. You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review's senior editor, Daniel Horowitz, and along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. Welcome back to The Conservative Conscience. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz. We're back after our earlier this week, our 45-minute marathon podcast, our longest one ever. Got a lot of great feedback from you guys, but this is Wednesday, September 28th, and this is a special day for me because it was on this day two years ago that I helped found Conservative Review. It was our first article was was posted, and you know we wrote at the time our goal was to give over to you guys our beloved audience, as Mark Levin would say. Back then, we didn't even have Mark Levin on board. But our goal was to break through the clutter, not just give over a conservative perspective, but what is actually going on? What is actually important? What is actually important to fight for? What we have going on nowadays, as we spoke about the last couple of podcasts, is a phony conservative party phony conservative presidential nominee, a phony conservative media. And I want to focus on that a lot today, um, where you basically have this false flag operation where everyone's yelling and fighting and there's a lot of acrimony, but when you peel back what's going on, they're fighting over nothing because fundamentally the contours of the policy debate have moved so far to the left that there's nothing of substance to really fight on. And that's today's topics, Republicans versus Democrats is as real as professional wrestling. WWE. You see the body slams and the chairs knocking our guys' heads and this and that and all the, all the noise. But it's fake. There's nothing going on. That's exactly what today's political discourse, today's political reality is. And I want to kind of, as always, go through the news of the day And when I say news of the day, I mean what is really important for conservatives to focus on. And through that, we'll come to the conclusion that the Republican Party at a presidential level, at a congressional level, and at the conservative media level, engage in a fake fight with the left when it really matters, and how it debases who we are and moves the contours of our political debate inexorably to the left and and, and also into the gutter. You know, I want to start off first a little bit with the debate, and then we'll move over to what's going on in Congress. We have all this chronicled in our articles at Conservative Review. My uh, um, vertical is always the conservative conscience. And one of the things that really stuck out to me, and I'm, I seem to be the only one who really made a big deal out of this, when Donald Trump was talking about the universal Marxist child care and maternity leave paid for by by the federal government, and really just his whole general fiscal policy. He said, I strongly agree with Secretary Clinton, but we probably disagree on the amounts and numbers. And to me, that was a seminal moment because 
it embodies everything the Republican Party has been since 1988, since Reagan left the scene. And that's ironically why so many people are drawn to Trump. They thought this would be a bold contrast. And and we come full circle, and that's exactly what it is. We are everything the left is, minus some change, minus some pennies. And what I want to discuss today is this is not just on fiscal policy. This is on who we are as people. This is on morality. This is on culture. This is, this is who we are. This phony binary fight that everyone gets all wrapped up in. Oh, man, everything's going to hinge on what happens. It's all fake. It's all fake wrestling. Republicans versus Democrats in, in, in uh, Congress. The, the primary, uh, I'm sorry, the general election presidential campaign and the debate. Lots of fireworks at that debate. How many policy statements were really in contention? How much did they really disagree on? A lot of insults traded, but over what? Well, because you're the red team on the blue team, so we have to fight. But ironically, what are we fighting over? Because we already ceded the high ground. We already ceded the point. You know, you, you want to talk about how Trump's statement is the embodiment of what the Republican Party is, what Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan are. You know, this is really the thesis I want to focus on. We just disagree on some of the amounts and the numbers. So this week you got the budget bill. This is the time when Republicans could have stood before the nation and said, these are our budget priorities. The power of the purse starts with Congress. We want control. This is what we're going to take with us into the November election. You have Obama funding, and we, we have all these lawsuits throughout the country against states, funding through the DOE and DOJ lawsuits and edicts against school districts to um, mandate transgenderism. We have the funding for Planned Parenthood. We have the Obama's increase in refugees. We have the internet giveaway, which as of next week will be consummated and nothing we can do about it, given away to Russia and China. We have... a a sanctuary city and criminal alien crisis in this country that is beyond belief. Beyond belief. We have Obama abusing clemency and letting out um, all these career criminals from federal prison. A lot of gun felons, by the way, too. There's just so much going on. And, and Obamacare. We, we forget about that. That literally no middle-class family could live in dignity anymore. If they want to pay for it on their own, there is no choice in competition anymore. I mean, my, my premiums are now twice what they were, even more, really two and a half times what they were pre-Obamacare, and I get less for it. And it's still a high deductible. It's not even the lower deductible plan. Yet nothing. Not a single rider addressing this in the budget. They gave the Democrats everything they want. Everything. I always joke around. I say the only difference between, uh, you know, the Republican control before 2014 when they just had the House and after 2014 when they got control of the Senate is that whereas before 2014, Harry Reid only controlled the Senate. Now he controls the House, too, <laughs> because basically whatever Harry Reid says goes in the Senate and then the House just does whatever the Senate brings over. So there you go. Harry Reid controls both branches and Obama's the president. This is what we get. They gave him everything they wanted. They also gave them procedurally, just so you know, the 
what, what many of us were saying, at least if you're going to cave on everything, so at least have the budget bill expire next year, not in the lame duck, which is notorious because that, that will force Congress to come back. They'll have to come back for that. And guess what they're going to do? Criminal justice reform, jailbreak, among many other bad things that will likely come up. So they, they screwed us on the lame duck, too. So now, well, what do you do? You got to have a fight. There's Pepsi and Coke. There's the Red Sox and the, and the Yankees. There's two sides. You, you got to have a fight. So Mitch McConnell withheld one concession, the Flint, Michigan funding. Now, by the way, this whole thing is phony. Obviously, you know, the state of Michigan has their own funds. There are already a number of federal emergency disaster programs that are in place. But what, what the shtick of the left is that every time you have a crisis and you already have existing funds that are built in place to deal with a crisis, they say, oh, there's a crisis. We need more funding. So, OK, so then crop out the other programs that evidently aren't working. But no, it's always add, 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 build, 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 more, more, more. So um, Mitch McConnell said, you know, what? OK, we're not going to give you the Flint, Michigan funding. $220 million loan guarantees. So first of all, it's just stupid. This is your hill to die on. I mean... Uh, look, you, you, our audience is very smart. You guys are smart. You get it. You get this, you know, the boondoggle. But, you know, it's it sounds tough. You don't want to help the people that had lead poisoning in their pipes and yada, yada. Um, whereas with refugees, the Internet giveaway, funding for Planned Parenthood, so many easy things. So it's stupid. But anyway, it was a fake fight because he wasn't even going to hold the line on this. But all week, will there be a government shutdown? You know, Mitch McConnell and Harry Reid trade insults. But it was just funny watching it. It's 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 wrestling. <laughs> he gave him 99.9% of what he wanted. And then, da-da-da-da, late Tuesday night, they cut a deal, and they, they gave them that, too. Instead of putting it in the budget bill, they put it in a separate water bill. So they literally get 100% of what they want. So we had all this acrimony and fighting. So the public gets this perception that there's this big debate going on. This, you know, the Senate is stalled. But it, it's... <laughs> You would think they're fighting over the legacy issues, refugees or no refugees, internet giveaway or no internet giveaway, Obamacare or no Obamacare, transgender cultural decrepitness or not. No, that was taken off the table. It was all over, you guessed it, amounts and numbers. And I want to just demonstrate, I don't mean to get in the weeds here, but I want to, I want to really hone in on this point. So anyway, Democrats wanted $220 million for the Flint, Michigan funding. So... Um, Republicans are like, don't worry, we're, we're, we're going to give it to you. We're going to go to conference because the Senate has a separate water bill that had this provision, $220 million for Flint. By the way, built on top of program after program after program while fixing none of the old ones, which should be devolved to the states anyway, just like transportation and all infrastructure, except for those projects that are national in scope. But that's neither here nor there. We certainly don't have a party promoting what we should be doing. But anyway, Republicans said, no, we're, we're going to give it to you in the conference. But Democrats are like, we don't trust you. That you're going to put it in conference. So Republicans had to show good faith that the House is now passing a bill, um, their own Flint, Michigan water bill. So they made it 170 million. <laughs> and then that, that's just the down payment. Now you go to conference between the House and Senate, 220, 170. Well, that's a difference of 50 million. Normally you split it 25, 25, but a Republican versus Democrat compromise is more lopsided. So instead of 220, we'll have 210 or 215 million. This is why we are where we are, folks. They literally gave up the farm on every legacy issue, the policies that matter. They disagreed on 
0.00001%. I think I got the zeros right. I think it's about four four zeros one and 1% of the federal budget. And even then, it was about, you know, what is it? Uh, 10% within that. And then whether it stays in that bill or it's in a separate bill. That was the entire budget fight. If you pick up Roll Call, The Hill, Politico, Washington Post, whatever, this is what you're going to see. Eh, major fight. This is what it was about. Sadly, this isn't just about dollars and cents. And, and it's, you know, look, the fiscal crisis is bad enough. Or about fiscal policy, about economics. It's about who we are as people. It's about our culture. It's that the left, b- because the conservative movement has strived for nothing more than the lesser of two evils, and the conservative media is all about, but the Democrats, but the moderator was mean. It's like we defend the indefensible on our side because, well, the, the liberal media doesn't give the Democrats a hard time and they do the same thing or they do worse things. Look, in a vacuum, that might be true. But that's nonsense. But what that does is it, it limits the contours of what the debate is. We have to fight over something, so we're going to fight over just personal dirt and mudslinging because we, we fundamentally seeded the ground. Because the Republican Party is, is full of dirt bags. It's full of Marxists. It's full of people that believe in the same social licentiousness. It's full of people that, by the way, live the same lifestyles as the Democrats. Oh, but the Democrats are worse, and the media doesn't hit them for it. So when you strive for nothing else, you're basically legitimizing that floor. So, you know, let's say Democrats are 100% in Sodom and Gomorrah. Republicans are 95% there. So instead of talk radio and the conservative online sites doing what we try to do here, give a pad, a long-term day-to-day stuff, this is what we could be fighting on. This is what we could use our conscience for and fight on cleanly. This um, judicial battle in this state, this legislative battle, this, these are the issues. These are the policy ideas. This is what we stand for. This is who we are. It's, well, but, but the Democrats are worse. You know, all, all week, oh, the moderator, the moderator. Well, Trump had 65% of the talking time. And, and the, the debate covered, it was vacuous, but it covered generalities of security and prosperity. So you could throw in anything you want, and he chose, chose to make a clown out of himself. In, in a vacuum, did the moderator ask more tough questions of Trump? Yes. But you know what? If you have a nominee that's not an a-hole in his own right, you would have been able to take the 65% of the time that was given to you and really run with it. And body slam Hillary on major issues. But they were body slamming on all just it's just stuff. So what what grew out of that this week? What grew out of it? The big story, the, the big story in conservative media, nothing about all the stuff we're writing about. We have so many good articles coming up. There's a judge that is going to issue judicial amnesty, overturn the DACA case. We we, we might very well have DACA amnesty in much of the country. All the stuff we write about on immigration, all the stuff we write about on <clears throat> refugees and, and, and national security, <clears throat> the courts destroying school districts with their transgenderism, all these articles we have. No, that's not what Rush is spending his time with, what these people. You know, can you imagine for a minute if Rush would spend, use his megaphone to blow up jailbreak? It would be done, right? 
if you have a conservative audience, I know I'm not going to influence Democrats, right? They, they don't listen to this. Like, I'm not, I know I'm not going to influence John Kasich type of Republicans. They don't listen to this. But broadly speaking, you will influence the direction of the Republican Party and conservative movement and the focus of the day. You could focus on what's important. But I guess Donald Trump hasn't really talked about jailbreak, so Russia and these guys don't do it either. Just like Rush didn't talk about Oh, uh, the Gang of Eight in 2013, because Trump wasn't yet talking about it. He actually was on the, he was actually supporting it. What do they talk about? They talk about whatever the Democrats and the media talk about. So it's funny, we have this much vaunted conservative media that you think is a contrast. But really, they're just the rear end of the liberal media, because all they're doing is following the lead of the liberal media. They're focusing on the exact issues and, and nonsensical stuff that they focus on. They just complain about it. So the big issue, the big rage this week was Donald Trump, you know, what he said about this Miss Venezuela, Miss Universe contest, called her fat and whatever. And, and, and this is part of an entire pattern of indefensible stuff. His whole playboy mentality. So what's the rage on conservative written? And, and by the way, I don't listen to these people. I just, I kind of see it. I see it online, whatever people are talking about. It. I, I refuse to listen. Um, I'm just, I, I, I'm not going to waste brain cells feeling dumber. I mean, they, they've become just as dumb as the liberal, liberal media. It's, it's literally a, a mirror image of it. But the big rage is, well, but she, she's really a criminal. Do you find all that we dug up and found all the stuff? This woman is you know, involved with drug cartels and everything. And she's a terrible person. And ha ha, look at what Hillary drudged up to attack Trump with. You know, look, look, look at their vetting. Look how pathetic. Again, I don't disagree in a vacuum. But this is what we're reduced to. So you have to, it's not just, okay, I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm not, I'm not saying first person. I'm just saying, you know, people want to say that. And, and that's what Mark Levin's been doing. He said, look, I, I don't want Hillary, but I am going to hold him accountable. I'm not going to defend the indefensible but no, these guys need to defend the indefensible. No problem with Trump's fornication, his whole mentality. Oh, because the Democrats are also bad and the media doesn't care about them. I just so focus on Trump. If this is all we strive for, to be one deviation more or less immoral than the Democrats and complain about the media, go, go home. Go... Let's first get a Republican party uh, uh, or a conservative party that we could be proud of, that we could actually make plays with, that we could actually advance the ball with, and then complain about the media. <laughs> but, you know, I have a sneaking suspicion we'll, we'll be a lot more successful fighting through. I I'll be very honest with you. Look, I hate the media like the next person, but you know what? In my experience, when I, especially when I was doing primary challenges, for the most part, I had very good experiences with the media. Because as you guys know me by now, I don't spew the typical talking points. And they're like, man, I never heard that before. Wow. I'm not saying they're not, you know, leftists and still have their agenda. But there is the ability to break through it. Ronald Reagan obviously did that with, with great success. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just re-up my analogy that I gave last week, my sports analogy, because I just think it is so apt. You can only go so far... When you have your team, you have a football team, and 80% of your offensive linemen, either when they get the ball, they run the ball into the other end zone, or when you get the ball, they tackle you when you try to make a play. You can't even make a play, let alone win a game or go the duration of a season. 
right? Th- that's where we're at now. So let's say, you know, the mod- the announcer in the stadium or the, um, you know, the sports media harasses you, make fun out of you. Oh, man, the sport, you don't bother, but the other team. Well, yeah, but you know what? That's kind of moot at this point when you have your own team being a f- false flag operation. Maybe you ought to get a team first. Imagine if all of talk radio, if all of the internet sites, if all the concern that people are so focused on would focus on what's important, would lead a movement that's important, would lead a movement we could be proud of. Instead, it's all, this is what we've become. It's all this, it's, it's WWE. It's all an entertainment now. This whole thing's entertainment business. Complete nonsense. This whole thing is immoral. But this is how you shift the contours of the debate permanently. You know, there's an article I'm going to link to in the show notes. It's very rare because there are so few good people in this movement. Um, But the article written, I I forget the gentleman's name, I apologize, at the Claremont Institute. Um, And this, it really in one article gives over why I feel the way I do. And why I don't even think this election is that important. Do what, that's why I tell people, do what you want. Vote for him. Do you want to, if you want to stay on? Do, it, 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 if we don't fundamentally change the movement and change the game, we've already lost anyway. And, and, and that's the point this guy brings home. We become desensitized. Because again, the left is so evil and immoral. But the more immoral they get, we're, we could always point to the fact, well, we're one or two steps less immoral than them. So you could create a fake fight over that. Well, you're this, I'm that. No, 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 no. well, you did this. And, and, but meanwhile, you're, and again, the more, immoral, the more immoral and evil they get, the more immoral and evil we get. Because we keep getting schlepped over with them. So by, by, by almost engaging in that fight, you're almost validating and consummating that degree. It's like, like the ratchet theory we talk about. The ratchet. You, you hone in. You, you lock it in. You can only keep moving forward but not backwards. You already lost it. You know, I remember, I, I, I might have spoken about this before at the time last year when it was reported that Bristol Palin fooled around with the second person and got pregnant yet again. Um, and, you know, the liberal media obviously was focusing on it. So the conservative media was like, well, she's a hero. She didn't get an abortion. And I was thinking, like, really, guys? Like, this is what it means to be a conservative now? Screw around with everyone, but by golly, make sure you don't get an abortion as a result of it. Really? I mean, and again, I'm not here to judge a person. I'm trying. What, what, what I would have done is I just ignore it. I focus on refugees and Obamacare and the issues and, and what we could do with systemic reforms and stuff in my book, Stolen Sovereignty. And all my writings and, 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 and you know, whatever else we're doing conservatively. I just won't get involved in that. Same thing. You want to vote for Trump, vote for him. You want to give money to him, give money to him. But don't defend the indefensible. Don't change who you are. That, that, that his character is suddenly okay. His liberal positions on the issues are suddenly okay. That's how, that's how we got here. There's nothing new and refreshing about what's going on. This is just the the du jour reflection of what's uh, been going on since 1988. That's what we are. I, I've seen similar things, um, you know, with the transgender stuff. It's like, so you had this with Bruce Jenner, where, um, you know, conservatives were like, you see, the media is so hypocritical because, and, and they call him Caitlin. They they like uh, they they subscribe to the premise of the most grotesque contortion of natural law. The most immutable nature of law. Man's a woman. And you're like, yeah, you know, 
They, they didn't, you know, they all liked him when they thought he was a liberal, but when they found out that Bruce Jenner is a conservative, yeah, whatever that means, and he spoke before a conservative LGBT group, and they use that terminology, by the way, um, then the media didn't like him anymore. Dude, maybe that's true, but like, so, th- so that's what we're defending, and then that's the new rage, conservative LGBT. <laughs> T, F-U, Q, Q, Y, and Z, right? We're, we're codifying a mental illness and licentiousness as, as, a, as a status, even though it defies fixed natural law. So um, th- th- this is what we, this, this is what happens when you have a fake fight and you have two movements that are so close to each other and a reflection of each other, and you're just fighting against each other for no, for no reason. Fornicating is great, so long as you don't get an abortion from it. Transgenderism is fine, so long as you're a part of a conservative LGBTQFU group. Marxism is fine, as long as it doesn't go to illegals. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Rush. Um, cradle-to-grave socialism is fine, actually needed, but we just agree with we just disagree with Democrats over the quote amounts and numbers, as Donald Trump expressed at the debate. This is where we are, folks. I I, I wish I had better news, but I'm just saying. It, it bothered me for so long among many aspects of the conservative media. That. They literally, but it's like this automatic defense mechanism. Oh, but whatever our Republicans or whatever they do, you have to defend it and say, but the Democrats just don't talk about it and focus like, look, you know, if you feel Trump gives a good speech on refugees, so focus on the refugee issue. But don't defend his liberal views like I see someone. Oh, his socialism was actually very pro-family. I literally see people worked in the conservative movement for 30 years saying that. Don't defend this boorish character. All right. I don't care if the woman turned out to be a murderer, but that's not the point. Yeah, it doesn't absolve the Democrats, but I'm just saying if we strive for nothing more, then we are one to two deviations in, in a higher level of the sewer than them you'll split the difference between the higher level of the sewer and the lower level of the sewer, and you'll never get out of it. it it's such a shame. There's so many things people could be doing on radio, all these, just, but instead it's whatever the liberal media puts out, they'll just be a reactionary force to it. And this is what we have with the porn channel, a.k.a. Fox News. They set the contours of debate, what it means to be a Republican. And that's the problem. Everyone's, this, this movement has become such a fraud. Um, let me let me say this. You know, we, we've spoken a lot in the past about how Democrats have won 50-year culture battles overnight without firing a shot. Literally. I mean, stuff that one generation ago would have caused a rebellion. Stuff that one generation ago Chuck Schumer would have been appalled by. Even conservatives don't care anymore. That doesn't happen naturally. That, that, that's what a cop coming on the scene would say, you know, uh, um, assessing the crime scene would say, this was an inside job. This was a phony operation. And when you had so many people in the conservative media that lived the lives of the, of the liberals, it was just, you know, the Democrats. Well, I just have to bash them just because, because there's two teams and I got to be different, even though we're not really different. This is what you get. We need to start a new, a new movement. We need a new party. We need a new vehicle. It's not easy. 
It's not easy to start a new football team, new franchise from scratch. But it sure as heck isn't going to work for a single play, let alone another game, let alone another season, when 80% of your team is scoring points for the other side. You can't operate that way. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. And I usually like to end on a positive note, but I can't help myself today. A conservative member of the House, I, I was speaking with him last night, and he told me that a very respected conservative gave him a call and said, hey, you know, you got to support criminal justice reform. And he was like, no, like, dude, I love you, but I'm, I'm just not on board with this. So he said, I'll come to your office. Let's talk about it. Freeze frame. You have one of the best, one of the most regarded conservatives. And, and I like this guy. I really do. I really do like him. I like him as a person, certainly. But you have one of the best conservatives. This is one of the best guys promoting one of the most destructive, consequential issues of our time that will reverse the one positive social trend in this country, the reduction in crime, will fuel this insurrection and anarchy that the Democrats have created. And ultimately, as Soros himself says... This is and, and Cory Booker and Terry McAuliffe registering hundreds of thousands of Democrat felons to vote and creating a permanent Democrat majority. So we have our best players walking the ball into the other team's end zone for them on, on, on very unpopular policies that would never pass on their own with just Democrat support. That's why they need conservatives to do it, just like they, want, they needed conservatives to support the Gang of Eight. They spent millions upon tens of millions of dollars lobbying conservatives for that. You remember all those phony Zuckerberg ads, uh, what a conservative solution this is? You tell me how you operate like that. You tell me the last time there was one major Democrat expending every, not, not every waking hour, but even one hour of his time trying to lobby fellow Democrats on even a minor Republican issue, much less a seminal Republican issue that would create a permanent Republican majority. Imagine Democrats saying, hey, look, you know, you know, like Pat Lay or Chuck Schumer coming in one day and saying, hey, guys, you really got to defund Planned Parenthood. This is a liability for us. Or we need to support right, right to work legislation. Or we need to support private social security accounts. <laughs> I, I just want to give you a sense of how skewed things are, how imbalanced this is. But it's not just the establishment Republicans per se. Much of the conservative media is rotten to the core. And it's not just about Trump. That's just a reflection of it. This schism was, was it, it, it's been going on for years. We need to break free from it. We need to have a real, righteous, united movement that could actually stand on its own merits. Outcomes are for God, but we have to do what's right. And right now we're trapped in this body that's anything but right. Sorry to end off on a, on a tough note there, but Look, the, the first uh, step to any salvation, any solution on this, is properly identifying the severity and the degree of the problem. And, and I think we do ourselves no favors by, by uh, not identifying it. And my commitment to you guys is I'm always going to be honest about it. Honest how I feel. Sometimes you might disagree, but I'm not, I'm not going to BS you. Anyway, we're out of time here, folks. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of The Conservative Conscience. 